welcome to the Cinephiles Podcast, the podcast where we watch films so you potentially don't have to. I'm once again joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Joe. Morning, fellas. Poppy. Afternoon, Pete. And Brandon. Evening, Mush. So it's another week, another film. Brandon, what film have we watched this week? Christopher Robin. We have watched Christopher Robin, haven't we? Yeah. We so Christopher Robin follows uh, Winnie the Pooh as he enters the life of the now-grown Christopher Robin to seek his help and find his last friends in the 100-acre wood. Joe, what were your thoughts? I absolutely love this film. It's so good. It just There's something about it. It just warms my heart. It's just such a relaxed film. And it just makes me happy to watch. So it was so good. Poppy, what, what about your thoughts? I really like it. Um, I actually watched it a couple of months ago with Joe for the first time, but I completely forgot how good it is. I just love it. it it's so wholesome, and I think the characters look so cute as well. Honestly, seeing them seeing them brought into a newer era of animation was just perfect. And um, Brandon, we were both first time viewers. What were your thoughts? Um, for the first half an hour, I thought that it was uh, a bit dull and all that, but actually, it got really good. And I won't lie to you, I did cry at one point in the movie. Yo, Aww. which point was that? Which point? When you know, when Christopher Robin went back to Naked for the first time in however long, thirty odd years. Yeah. And he was sitting on the bench with Pooh, and Pooh's on about you know you finally found your way back to us. There was something so wholesome about that. I'm not gonna lie to you, I did weep. Oh, oh, there's a real boy under that. Facade of Brandon. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There's a real boy under that what? Facade. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the film as a whole was just emotion and comedy mixed into one. It was. Yeah. And it, it really fluctuated between the two. <laughs> like, you could be laughing at one point, borderline tears the next. Yeah, yeah. It very but, much hits you if you you watched Winnie the Pooh as a child. If you know, if you, does, oh, if you know the Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, you're gonna love this film. Exactly, the references yeah. to it as well were just perfect. So, same as last week, favorite characters. We all have one. So, so Joe, who was your favorite character? I mean, I'm pretty sure this would be pretty popular, but I loved Pooh Bear. Pooh was just oh. He's so innocent. He is. I love yeah. his just take on the world and how he doesn't really understand things. Like when there was oh, the really? ticket master and he was saying, why is that man in a cage? It's just <laughs> those comments. So I love them. <laughs> Poppy, what about you? I love Pooh Bear too, but I think my favourite character has to be Tigger. I, I used to watch Winnie the Pooh when I was little and Tigger was always my favourite character and seeing him still so springy in the newer version was just really nice and it got that bit of my heart <laughs> I agree he, he did used to be my favourite I used to have a stuffed teddy of him as well oh same I, I had so massive Tigger many stuff. Winnie the Pooh yeah. teddies I think I've still got them in the loft <laughs> still now I've got a massive Winnie the Pooh behind my bed oh, wow it, it it sounds weird, and he does watch me sleep, but, you know, there, there's something nice in there. Along with the FIB. <laughs> We've got a... Uh, FBI, Brandon, this isn't QTA. We've got a motion-sensored um, 
Tigger thing for Christmas, and whenever you walk past it, it's in the Tigger line. <laughs> oh, brilliant. It, it um, makes me think of Christmas Eve. Oh, Randy, your favourite? Um, again, everyone loves poo, don't they? He's just so innocent, and he loves honey and all that, and he falls down the stairs, but... I agree with Poppy in the sense Tigger's got to be my favourite character. It's so funny, every scene he appears in, Oh, nothing ever came bad from bouncing! Which <laughs> <laughs> is so dopey. I differ from all three of you, because, again, yeah, Pooh's a classic, but Eeyore was easily my favourite. Really? From I the, love from the bit when he's floating down the stream. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, from the first moment that we see Eeyore, he's brilliant. He is, I do like him. He's like an edgy teenager, isn't he? He's just depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it did kind of give me TJ vibes, though. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know how to take that, so I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of this podcast, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> but, you know, along with favourite characters, there's always a favourite scene. Yeah. So, starting again from the top, Joe, who was your, what was your favourite scene? Uh, well, it was more like a large cluster of scenes, but you know when, okay. um, when Pooh and Christopher Robin, they're united again. They're together. Yeah. And you've got that time of just them together going to the Hundred Acre Wood. I love yeah, I love that bit with Pooh in London not knowing what anything is. And he's gotta take him through it all and he just keeps questioning everything. It's quite it's just lovely. It is. It is very lovely. Just you know, 'cause he's he's been through the war at this point and now he's back in his childhood as like a thirty year old man. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. I've got, well, see, that, that's kind of the whole point of the film, isn't it? That everyone needs to be a child. Even in the tough times that we see him in. Yeah. So, um, so Poppy, what was your favourite scene? Well, I've actually got a couple. Um, and it's both, like, both of these scenes are because I feel like throughout the whole movie, one of the main things is Christopher Robin and how his childhood has completely faced away and he's become this very sort of stiff man you know what I mean like yeah as a character he becomes like very bland and he's just lost that sense of excitement so my first favorite scene is when he um pretends to beat up a heffalump <laughs> um mm. and Eeyore's there and Eeyore's kind of like you know, egging him on and being like, oh, there's a whole herd of them. And I like that because it's, when he's an adult, that's kind of the first scene where you actually see him enjoying, like, being back in that place. Yeah, true. Very true. This is going to be a very, like, unpopular opinion, but my second favourite scene is when, uh, is it Madeline? The yeah. When she sees him through the window and uh, asked if he's staying in the cottage, but uh, he didn't actually mean for her to see him, and he was just yeah, going to leave the It's a it's a very deep scene because I feel like when you're watching it, you think he's going to go, oh, you know what, I'm going to stay, and then he doesn't, he leaves. And no, I, I think that that sucks as well because he's just gone back to his childhood. He's learned that he needs to. 
let go of some things and he still can't do it. Yeah, and I think that really uh, helps move the story along and it like it improves the storyline and it makes everything when he does go back and he, when he does uh, you know at the end when he says he's going to do nothing and then they go to his family yeah that is that a bit more special because you realise how much his job actually means to him so giving that up for a couple of days to be with his family at the end is a lot more special. yeah I, I agree and let's bring Brandon back into conversation yeah <laughs> what was your favourite scene? well I've got two I've got one serious one and one not so serious one Okay. Well, that's a serious one. It's got to be um, when Madeline's playing tennis with that balloon that she finds that, you know, Christopher attached to that bench by herself yeah. because of their struggling relationship and Christopher's work and whatnot. And all all the characters just come, you know, fumbling down the hill. And then Tigger <laughs> decides to bounce off his tail, goes straight into a blooming pole, as you do. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm here now. I'm Tigger. He's just, he's just one of those comedic characters. Every scene he's in where he bounces is just hilarious. And I do not sound like Tigger, but <laughs> my favourite actual scene has got to be the one at the start, just when they're all having that nice meal, when he's got his, you know, face and honey as he does. <laughs> it's just, it's just a good moment, good vibes. It, it, yeah, I completely agree. But both scenes do give off, um, do give off a sense of, of um, I've forgotten my words now. It, they're just nice scenes. Let's go yeah. with that, they're nice scenes. <laughs> They are. Um, my my one of my favourite scenes is the first time that Christopher sees Winnie the Pooh in the park. Yeah, I, I can't remember who else said that, but um, <laughs> it also ties into my favourite line as well, where where um, Christopher's there going, "Oh, you can't be here. This is just stress." And he goes, "It's not stress." It's poo. <laughs> yeah. I love all those yeah. lines. Like the one, um, you know, where they're walking past the window to get to the woods, and he asks mm. who his wife is, and he kind of tells him off and goes, Poo. And he goes, he, She can't be poo. I'm poo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, That's <laughs> when, he, when Christopher takes him in his one, they're like, People say nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, it, the character's innocence and I love it it just reminded me I love the end when they're sitting on that log and um who goes um what day is it and Chris goes it's today and who goes oh that's my favourite day <laughs> yeah. and then he it says well yesterday it was tomorrow and it's too many days <laughs> I like today. I love Pooh's simplicity. He's a very simple-minded creature. <laughs> he's a bear of um, very little brain. But he is a bear of very big heart. He's a father of very little brain too, so what does that mean? <laughs> that he's he's a also a father of a very big heart. Could you imagine when Pooh is a father? <laughs> Just for two seconds. That baby <laughs> would come out of the womb going, Honey! honey. <laughs> um, what about last week? Rating. What would you rate it? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna feel like a nine out of ten. I really nine love this out film. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, I see that, Poppy. Ah, oh, 
I would go nine, but I feel like that's really high. Uh, I'm going to go for like 8.75. <laughs> Fair enough, Brandon? I'm going to go because the start was a bit like me on my first driving lesson. Couldn't get off the blooming accelerator properly. <laughs> and although the rest of me was actually quite good, I'm going about 7.5. Ooh. Okay, I'm a... Uh... I'm going to go with the nice eight. Nice eight. Fair enough. And I mean, after last week, we all like this a bit more than we liked Mean Girls. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, people don't seem to agree with us, because IMDb has given it a seven, and so has Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, well, no. I don't know anything. Mean Girls was a seven on uh, IMDb yeah. as well, wasn't it? So. This is a film yeah, I've watched. I, I wouldn't put this on the same, on the same rating as Mean no. Girls. I've watched this film at, like, at least five times in my life, and I've wa- I watched it like three times in one week at one point, because I just, <laughs> it's so nice, it's such a nice film, that even though you know exactly what's going to happen, it's it's just lovely, it's a lovely exactly. film. So heartwarming, and I'm but here for it. And it's got Ewan McGregor in, and you can't hate Ewan McGregor. You can't, you, like, can, you just can't. The cast is, I'd say pretty much perfect. Like, even the children, you know. For child actors, they're pretty good. Exactly, and I love the fact that they got uh, Jim Cummins to come back to play Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, because I was reading, he's been playing it since the 1980s. Has he? Wow. Yeah, so, you know, that that was nice of them to do that. It was, yeah. He's been begging for honey for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how British it is. You know, it's set in Britain. Everything, everything's just very British, and uh, I suppose because we're British, that's probably why we like it so much compared to an yeah. American audience. Because it's more yeah. hard, home, homely to us, I suppose. The magic yeah. doors there are supposed to be in bloody Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the Pope has always been British, though, hasn't it? It's like James yeah, Bond. Yeah. yeah. It it's a. It is just. Britain. It's it a bit is, like James Bond, Mr. Bond, or Jeremy Clarkson. It's just these things that are British and they feel. They just feel like ours. You know what I mean? Yeah, plus. Sorry, but I would not put those things together to talk about Britain. And Mr. Bean. And Mr. Bean, I'm so Brain. sorry. Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, if you mix it, if you mix in James Bond and Mr. Bean, then you get Johnny English. A oh, film we should good. watch. Sure, so I will add it to the list. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, going against the point I made last week as well about repetition. Oh yeah, this film did it right. Yeah, I one hundred percent love the repetition of this film because you know they didn't have just little bits that did, that didn't matter in it. They had the beginning bit. Where they're sitting on the log with little Christopher Robin saying, Oh, you silly bear. Then yeah. it ends with him saying, You silly bear. And that is. That was amazing. That's how you do it properly. I feel that shows his final transition into going back to a child and you know, exactly. letting go of all the adult stress of the boarding school and the war and his job and all the exactly. stresses he can deal with. And those darn papers he can't find. Because <laughs> <laughs> this repetition had. A meaning it it should have been there. Well, yeah. the one in Mean Girls shouldn't. That was just a keep gag. Yeah, that was just quickly. Can we get? It's getting ran over by a school bus. 
but I, I did. I loved how they brought this together. I love how it not only helped this film, but it referenced the old books and films as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was just that was just perfect to me. I do have one small problem with it. It's probably quite petty, and more of just a me thing. But I don't, the 10 out of 10. I don't like uh, how instantly Madeline and I'm going to call them the gang clicked together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're in the train car and she said, uh, what, did you, what did they call it? Nap time, nap, play nap or something. Five yeah, minutes tea, please, and plenty of honey. And it's like, you know, how does she know that? How does she know that's a thing? They've not got a yeah. older, this is a game we like to play. They wouldn't have said it. No, I feel like it, it takes away a little bit from Christopher's relationship they had. Because they, they had a very special relationship, and I really liked that relationship. And I feel like it negates slightly from it. Yeah, see, th- that's going to be a problem with most of the films that we watch, I think. Yeah, I don't like they, they, when new characters take away from existing characters in general. Yeah, and I hate when they have little cuts in the narrative just to bump it forward a bit. Yeah. Yeah, but if, if you're going to do that at a scene, maybe like on the bike, where Pooh says, oh, I love nap time. Yeah. You know, just to make it work. Yeah. I feel like that would have been um, a bit better. <laughs> or, or at least um, her go, okay, um, people don't usually see talking animals. Um, you need to all stay quiet. And then Pooh could have gone, oh, Christopher used to play nap time with us. Yeah, yeah. Like See, that. something like that would have helped it in a very quick manner, so the audience can be happy with it. Yeah, I say the audience. I mean us four. We're mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're not the only ones. Yeah. No, IMDb are because they only gave it seventy two percent. They're always wrong, aren't they? That Maybe one bit would have got it. Up. Out on it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, it after you Another bit like this, with the cutting of the narrative as well, is when we're introduced to all the characters again. You know, Pooh comes in, and then Eeyore comes in, and then everyone comes in. Yeah, I know what you mean. The the whole point of the film is that his friends are lost. So so they should have spread it out a little bit more. Yeah. I feel. And like, there are some characters that just don't appear again. Yeah, when they go to London. Yeah, I did wonder that, but I always thought when you know, before this film came out, like I hadn't watched Winnie the Pooh in ages. I could always remember, obviously, Pooh Bear, Eeyore, Piglet, and Tigger, and I couldn't remember the other ones. And those are also coincidentally the ones that go to London. So I don't know if those are just what most people consider the main, the main um, animals, and they forget about. Yeah, I get that, and I get it helps on animation as well. Yeah, if they took. If you're gonna do that, don't use, you know, a massive actor for a small character because they used Toby Jones for Owl. Did they? Yeah, and and they used Peter Capaldi as uh, Rabbit. <laughs> and then they just don't show up again. There's, yeah, they don't. The little but like, baby ones. What are yeah, they, what they're um, called. I mean, I'm sure the people that are watching Christopher Robin aren't watching it. No, everyone's watching it for one of your poo. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he's uh, in the house and he just breaks stuff and gets covered in honey. 
and he's just generally quite a destructive mess. Yeah, I wish they went back to that. And yeah. I love the bit as well where um, Christopher's chasing um, him like around his house and he's just leaving this trail of honey behind and then he walks up to him because uh, Boo Bear's stuck on the carpet and he just plops him off. <laughs> yeah. so good. But um watching that all I could think of was Winnie the Pooh is a toddler. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really smart way of them to do it as well, because most of the people that watch Winnie the Pooh would be adults watching this film now. Yeah. Adults who probably have to deal with toddlers. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Yeah, even uh, the thing about the childhood. <laughs> Even though they're bringing back the culture, they are still doing it in a way that relates to adults. Yeah. Which is very clever. Yeah, I agree. And on that note, it's like, it's quite an accessible film to people. Because they give you what you need to know, information-wise, about Winnie the Pooh. You know, they say who the characters are, their relationship, yeah. you know, what they are. But they don't over explain it, they don't do the entirety of the, all the Winnie the Pooh books and films all over again no, so which, if yeah. you know it, again. it builds on your experience, if you don't it doesn't particularly ruin anything yeah I, I, think, like. I think the duration of the film is good as well because it's not too long that you get bored yeah, it doesn't um, like overstay its welcome it's very it, every scene feels meaningful yeah, and it all, it all just flows as well. Yeah, it does, it does. And you just lose track of time, it's brilliant. I always think it's longer than it is. Which, I suppose yeah. it's just because it's a really good film, and I enjoy it. Yeah, but then there's those films where you're there like, oh, okay, it's probably done now, and you're not even halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember the first time I watched um, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. I've not watched it's it. Like, it's like a three and a... Three and a half hour film. Bloody hell. And I was watching and I was like, oh, this must be the end. And I was only an hour and a half in. They're <laughs> 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 <So>, like, great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, getting back. It's just, it is lovely from start to finish. It really Boo Bear is. reminds me of myself. Even <laughs> <laughs> you said that, <laughs> we were watching it and Jay was like, you know, Pooh Bear reminds me of you, and this is just after the scene where, um, uh, I think it was when uh, Christopher had given Pooh Bear some honey, and he was like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it just reminds me, I'm like, food. <laughs> I love the bit where he's taking him through London Station as well. Yeah, yeah, London Station is no, the best part. Just a bit before that. Oh, yeah. What, that just just a bit before that in the phone box. I loved when he was there, like, I'm hungry. They're like, you just ate. And he's like, maybe I didn't eat enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I only noticed it this time watching. But you know when they're in the phone booth? Yeah. And he's talking to him. And that woman, the posh woman, looks in. Yeah. yeah. And kind of walks off. And then when they go into the train cart, it's the same woman that goes into the train cart. And they say, sorry, there's no room. Yeah, I only just noticed it this time. I'm pretty sure it's the same woman. Oh, no, think about it. Yeah, I think it is. And oh, you thought, know oh, what? It's a cool detail. One of the clever details I noticed about it was 
Um, so because it's set, it was set back in war times, um, yeah. all of the clothing was very like bland and brown and grey, and it was very neutral colours. Um, but then when uh, what's her name, Evelyn, is saying goodbye to uh, Christopher when he's off to war, she's wearing this bright blue dress, and it's really clever because it stands out compared to all of the other characters. And that is something that I didn't notice the first time, but like I guess from a cinematography point of view, it like you can see her better. Um, but it's still in line with like good costuming. Yeah, which is another thing that I think isn't appreciated about this film. The costumes look good. They do. They really do. Like, I I'm not an expert on um, historical costumes, but from what I can see. It, it looks good, and I think just from the clothing, you can tell what sort of time period it was. Yeah, they definitely I, sell that it's in the 50s, 40, late yeah. 40s yeah, era. Yeah, like, um, I'd forgotten that he went to war when we watched it this time around. And even before that, I asked, oh, is this set in the 40s or 50s? And uh, Joe was like, yeah, they, they, they go to war. They go to war, it's World War Two. I was like, well... <laughs> But you can just tell from the costumes and the yeah, way everyone speaks. So uh, yeah, it's really yeah, and I love how they do that as well because they don't specifically have one of those like placards that says 1954. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about you, but I hate when films do that. I, generally, I'm not yeah. too fond of it. I like you know show don't tell, and this film yeah. definitely does. That. I'm fine with um, I'm fine with when it's saying uh, what like place it's in. Uh, obviously, yeah. in Winnie the Pooh, you don't really need... They don't need that because they announce, oh, uh, we're going to London. <laughs> we're going to 100 Acre... Like, you know where they are when they're filming it. Yeah. But, um, okay. you know I'm watching Killing Eve. Yeah. They always um, put on the screen at the start of a scene, like, what uh, city or country they're in. And yeah. I can appreciate that when it's confusing, but um, I'm glad they didn't add anything up because it just wasn't necessary. No, I feel like places are a better thing to show because yeah. that, that is harder to try and figure it out because, you know, parts of Scotland can look like Australia, parts yeah. of yeah. Wales can look like the US. Yeah, unless you're, like, in Paris with, like, the Eiffel Tower or something or, like, in London with the Eiffel And the cheese eating like the monkeys of France, too. Branded. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh. to keep a Willie said that. Not me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, you know, calm down on your Simpsons. You'll get that in a couple of weeks. I'll be cancelled before then at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> or your voice will. Um, we don't talk about that. Uh, so I've got a scripsel. I have twice under your orders. <laughs> I'm not a dictator. Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, see, with the time it was perfect, because everyone's got some sort of knowledge on that. Yeah. Like, from the Victorian-style houses and the bleak atmosphere, you have some sort of, yeah. you know, idea of where it is, when it is even. Yeah, and on the whole thing of, like, you know, show, don't tell, all that... 
I, I suppose I only really appreciated it this time. But you know how obviously when we get to him as an adult, he's very much an adult. You know, he's very stressed with everything. He's not used to yeah. being a child. He doesn't really have a whole lot of emotion in him with his wife. Um, I suppose that you know showed he's gonna leave. You know, to be honest, his friends, he's friends with all these, with Pooh and Tigger. Got to leave them, go to a boarding school which he's clearly not enjoys. Then his father dies. Then he's. No, then he meets, meets his uh, wife. Then he has to go to yeah. war while his child gets born. And he misses, I'm going to say, like, first three or four years of his child's life. Yeah. Which I suppose hampers their relationship. Uh. And then he's got this job with a very stressful task with a boss that's less than helpful. Exactly. Uh, it builds up the stress, and you can kind of get why why he's like this. He's not just like, okay, you've grown up now, you're a dick. Yeah, you know, he's a proper. It's there's development to it. He's not upset yeah. with like grass and pipes as much. Yeah. No, not at all. But um, it's only just occurred to me mixing what you said and what Poppy was saying about clothes. Yeah. Christopher Robin wears a grey suit pretty much the whole time, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I think he Very does. bleak colour. Until the end, when he's wearing that red jumper. Oh, you're right. Which shows that he's back in his childhood. I hadn't noticed that, yeah. And, yeah, funny enough, he looks very much like Winnie the Pooh when he's I was about to say that. Matching best news. I'm still wondering how he went to that Winslow meeting with that filthy suit because he'd been crawling about on his knees hadn't they? and he's been, been in the giant. water yeah and yeah. he's fallen down a plumbing hill <laughs> yeah another thing that we need to talk about because this confused me so much his next door neighbour what What about him? he was such a creep yeah, yeah. it was a bit weird we yes. need to you wanna come and play a game of rummy? Jim rummy Jim rummy he was like knocking on his door but I, I think it, it was um, it was a necessary plot point because that's like how he went into the park and saw, well, the park. Well, so, yeah, that's how he found Pooh. That bit as well when he's like, "Oh, I found the cat." He's like, "I love cats. Show me, show me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it also more metaphorically, he's another part. His neighbour's another part of his day-to-day annoyance and day-to-day stress yeah. and the thing that got him out of it was Winnie the Pooh so yeah. and Winnie the Pooh is you know and the whole film the whole point is Winnie the Pooh kind of gets him out of his adulthood and his stressfulness and brings him back to his more calm carefree childhood state yeah, back into life I mean it's like from a Darwinian concept isn't it he's gone from just surviving to actually enjoying himself he's surviving first and all that yeah it's funny and <laughs> ultimately at the end Pooh does bring him out of the stress but he does cause a lot of it along the way yeah, <laughs> and I just want to know I, I want a sequel on how his wife reacted when she got home and found the kitchen was completely destroyed <laughs> oh yeah all the pipes smashed everything yeah. gone I want to see that follow up oh yeah <laughs> That would be funny to watch. But I mean, you know, some of the funniest lines definitely came from me, or whether you like him or not. The old time. 
funny. Not the whole time. You could you could see when um when I think it was Poppy said earlier about when he was fighting the heffalump. Yeah. And you can kind of see he was always open up as, as he's there, like it's Chris Robin again. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Pooh's comments about him uh, when he said, I have cracks. He goes, no cracks, but a few wrinkles. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's a funny line, but at the same time, it's like, wow, he, he's still Christopher Robin, but he's old. Yeah, and it also shows, you know, how Christopher Robin and Pooh were a lot closer than the other lot, because Pooh's the only one that really recognises him. All the others yeah. think he's a, a pephalump. It seemed very familiar to um, Alice in Wonderland when, first, when she first enters Wonderland and they're like, it's the wrong Alice. Yes! Oh my god, yeah! That's I... what it was very reminiscent of. Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. What's but, um, good about this film as well? I think it goes a bit under the radar is the CGI is really good oh yeah like Pooh looks like a toy a stuffed bear and like even with the honey you can tell he's got honey on his face he look it just looks so real and when he picks him up and the eyes yeah. like the, the uh, they look like old 1940s stuffed animal dolls with the kind of marbleish glassish eyes yeah, it's funny to think as well that there's a lot of scenes that would have been just pure CGI. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> when we're in Winnie the Pooh's house and he falls down the stairs into the cabinet. Yeah. That would have all had to have been CGI'd. Yeah. And that's just astounding. And you know the, the times where it's just you and McGregor? Yeah. Uh, just, I could just imagine him, he's in a forest just shouting poo at the top of his voice. <laughs> and they've just said, right, mate, can you stand in the forest and shout poo? And I'm like, surely they must have had a few laughs with that one. <laughs> Especially if, like, they wouldn't have called enough of those only you just got people going through the woods just hearing you and McGregor say poo. <laughs> <laughs> You're just standing there shouting poo. <laughs> would have been funny. That about some questions. Who would have? Excuse me, Stella, you're right. Yeah, I just came from that door in the crew. That <laughs> <laughs> would have detained him. <laughs> I would have met. Mental asylum. That's. <laughs> Imagine oh, that's like a fan theory, though. He's in a mental asylum, and this is. This I is what I. I couldn't help but think that's right the entire movie. What if Christopher Robin. What if this isn't really taking place? What if. This is all in his head, and he's gone mentally insane over his work? Really? Yeah, he's like, a, he's like a schizophrenic. Well, there's yeah, the whole. Because theory of all the different animals represent different mental disorders like piglets yeah, and yeah, I think poo is like well, overeating isn't Robin, it one of the theories about um, that like the one that you mentioned it does include Christopher Robin having schizophrenia oh. yeah. that, there's like a chart yeah I think I know what you're on about uh, with Tigger having ADHD yeah, I've, uh, I've got a minute that says Winnie the Pooh has an eating disorder. Which, yeah, we can tell. Piglet has anxiety. Eeyore has depression. Owl has dyslexia. Tigger has ADHD and bipolar. Rabbit's OCD. Kanga, social anxiety disorder. 
who has autism spectrum disorder and Christopher Robin schizophrenic. I would have thought Owl would have been like forgetting because he forgets everything. Yeah, and like, you know, um, you find this a lot now. Kids' cartoons do like show that like this is disorders, and then the SpongeBob characters have all the um, the uh, the deadly sins. Yeah. 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 Very weird to think about. Yeah, yeah it's well. quite dark. Is mayonnaise an yeah, instrument? It's, it's like <laughs> dark behind it, but you only really see it when you're adults. Like kids don't see things in that way. It's sad. Uh, bit of a lighter note. Tigger looked really old, and I don't know why. Like compared yeah. to the others, they all look relatively normal, but Tigger just like looked like he'd aged years. You know yeah, what it is? Know. He's got like a grey patch where uh, eyebrows would be. Oh. I think that's it. He looks like he's got grey eyebrows. He looks like he's gone grey, got grey hair. I think it's that bouncing. That bouncing's aging terribly. <laughs> the stress of bouncing. He fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he he did look the weirdest. Brandon's got this uh, exercise thing wrong. <laughs> exercise is make, meant to make you look younger, Brandon, not older. Yeah, but it could have aged him with the amount. He might have overworked out. Maybe he's stressed about being the only tigger. Because when he, he, he got pretty pissed off when he saw those tiggers in the window. Or he saw his reflection in the window. Oh, it's Brandon. He's got a massive ego. That's what it is. <laughs> I do not sound like Tigger for the last time. <laughs> more, things are, more things are leading you to be like Tigger. You're not I, helping I, yourself. I, I don't sound like Tigger. And <laughs> that just made him sound like oh. him. Brandon, are you sure you don't have rubber at the top and spring at the bottom? <laughs> now what's Bouncer ever done that's wrong? <laughs> so no, he's having a mistake bouncing. <laughs> Except me. Ooh. I love it. Anyways. Um yeah, so should we make some final remarks before we before we end this off? Yep. Yeah. So Joe, an- anything you want to say to just sum it up? Honestly, it's it's such a lovely film, especially if you've watched Winnie the Pooh and if you're British as well. It's just such a nice film. You can put it on. It's not something you have to particularly invest your time into. You can just sit there, have it on while you eat tea or something. It's quite a chilled film. I would very much recommend it. Very good. Very nice, Poppy. Yeah, I I definitely recommend watching it. Um... If you haven't already, hopefully we haven't spoiled it too much. (laughs) But yeah, um, I just think, again, I think that's just two classics in a row. But this is like a a different type of classic. I think Mean Girls was a classic because it was old. But this is. uh, Because it's an adaptation of a classic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about it. Um, Random? Um, yeah, it's going to be one of those classics to be, isn't it? It is a very good film. Although the first half an hour was quite slow. It did eventually pick up momentum and it was a very entertaining watch. I recommend it to anybody. Fair enough. And, you know, I'll end it off by saying the same thing. It is definitely something that should be watched. Yeah. So, 
if you are going to watch it, enjoy it. And we'll see you next week for our next film. John Bunny, you have to end it up the same way. Now make sure you bounce your way to the next episode.